In adoration, we bow before your throne. Let us pray. Eternal God, quiet within us all the voices around us, and that through the story of the passion and the power of your Holy Spirit, let your word, O God, break our hearts open. This day, through the power of your Spirit, may we enter into this coming Holy Week ready to meet Jesus as he is and not what we expect him to be. Lord, may we have the same mind that Christ Jesus has, in whose name we pray and ask these things. Amen. Our next reading is, continues from Luke, and, and you may notice that the readings are a little bit out of order this week. We have, um, we have the triumphant entrance coming before the telling of the story of Gideon, the foal, the colt, the donkey. The reason for that is, of course, how can you have a triumphant entrance if you haven't introduced it? The other reason is that this particular passage is often glossed over and quickly done so that we can get to that waving of the palms and the singing of hosannas. It's often just glossed over. Today, I'd like to take that moment to have a look at it. Tony? After telling a story, Jesus went on toward Jerusalem, walking ahead of his disciples. As they came to the towns of Bethpage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. As you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, why are you untying that colt? Just say, the Lord needs it. So they went and found the colt, just as Jesus had said. And sure enough, as they were untying it, the owners asked them, why are you untying that colt? And the disciples simply replied, the Lord needs it. Isn't that an amazing statement? Before we go any further, I just want you to grasp the power of that statement. Because the Lord needs it. That's it. No other question. Okay, take it. It's yours. Doesn't that sort of bring this sense of exhilaration to you? Because the Lord said, it is so. That's what the beginning of, lo, your king comes to you, triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Jesus fulfills prophecy from Zechariah with just that entrance. The interesting thing about this, and something that it's easy to miss, is Luke is telling us something incredible, something amazing. Something is happening that we should stop and have a look at. The disciples are told simply to go and get a colt that's never been ridden, and if, and if anybody says anything to them, simply say this, the Lord needs it. And they go, and what happens? Somebody stops and says, what are you doing? And they say, the Lord needs it. yeah, the Lord needs it. And the guy goes, well, we're not told exactly what he says, but apparently he doesn't say anything. He just lets them have it. 
that's the beginning of the most amazing thing because what we find is that Jesus is obviously a prophet. And this is why people see him as a prophet. So that's a fairly simple thing, isn't it? And, and, and so the, the disciples must be excited about that. But how does that explain that spontaneous moment where these two disciples bring this donkey back and they show the other disciples and the other disciples get all excited, start throwing cloaks on it and everything. Where does it say Jesus is gonna ride the donkey? Where does it say they're going to sing hosannas and have this triumphant entrance into the city? Where is that? Now, many of you might be thinking, well, that's prophecy. This, this is the moment. This is the moment that everyone has been called to. This is the moment of prophecy. Jesus is obviously a prophet. And so what he says happens. But here's the interesting thing. If Jesus is a prophet and what he says happens and all prophecy is pointing towards Jesus, then Jesus is what? The result of all prophecy, and he shines his light back on every prophet that has ever made a statement about the coming of the Messiah. Jesus embodies the entire truth of all the prophets. In that single moment, Jesus is shining the light back and saying, these have been the prophets that have called themselves. These have been the prophets that have spoke truth. And a spontaneous celebration breaks out. It's not what I would have expected. Is it what you would have expected? Your teacher, your rabbi, your minister comes in this morning bringing a colt, bringing a little donkey down the aisle. He gets a couple of, the, couple of guys to go and get it. And you see the donkey and you go, wow! Let's throw cloaks on it and take it down the street. We're going to go down. We're going to go down the main street. Everybody's going to throw their cloaks in front of us. We're going to sing a big song. Right? No. Why does this happen? It's not our expectations. Because we should know already that's what Jesus does. Turns our expectations on their head. Because Jesus is no ordinary prophet. Jesus brings peace, but how does Jesus bring peace? Well, if Jesus is the embodiment of all prophecy, then Jesus himself is peace. And if Jesus brings hope, how does he bring hope? Once again, if Jesus is the embodiment of all prophecy, Jesus is hope. The person of Jesus is peace and hope. The person of Jesus is grace. And we often say we find our salvation where? In Jesus. So Jesus is salvation. It's the person that the disciples are celebrating. isn't it? But I'd like to ask you this question because at the beginning of this week, this is a really important thing for us to kind of grasp. What does Jesus look like to you? 
Jesus, priest and king, riding on the big donkey. You notice the size of the donkey? Yeah, that looks like a big, big donkey to me. Jesus, priest and king, conquering, Jesus all-powerful. Is that your Jesus? There's nothing wrong with that, because that's who Jesus is. Or is this your Jesus? The nondescript, kind of, that's not what I really expect him to look like. Riding on some tiny donkey, sort of waving, perhaps a little odd looking. And Jesus is, he, is peace and hope and, and, and that, that arms around you, Jesus. Is that your Jesus? And it is Jesus, isn't it? We don't necessarily come at Jesus the same way. But what we find is that in this passage, Jesus is both. They're standing on the side of of the road. They're singing, Hosanna's glory to him who comes in the name of the Lord. But he's riding a donkey, probably a little donkey. We have no description of Jesus. He's nondescript. We have no idea what he looks like. We know he is at once both compassion and grace and hope and peace. And he's also revolutionary. He's also changing things. He's also turning them on their head. He is the embodiment of change in the world. So he is also our prophet, priest, and king. Wow. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Jesus is different things at different times, and the triumphant entry shows that to us and gives us that wonderful picture of Jesus Christ, the amazing Son of God, the Messiah who has come to free his people. Let us pray. God of heaven, we give you thanks for sending us Jesus Christ in your name. Even though, Lord, we profess to follow him, we know we don't always do the things that he would have us do. And that in times of trial, Lord, we often deny him. Lord, this morning we ask you to forgive us and heal us, to help us put our faith in our heart and out front of us, and Lord, not grasp too strongly to the things of the world but help us to grasp the one who is salvation, hope, peace, and grace beyond measure. In Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen.